Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. There we are. Yay. Hello, everybody. And it's finally time <laughs> for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shops Studio Headquarters, if you want to call it that, in Hooks at New Hampshire. Make sure you subscribe to us right here on Facebook or YouTube if you are streaming with us live. Or on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, or Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I am Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and pat and dave and tonight we have very special guest returning special guest eric wentworth from Thanks. hammer and sickle cigars happy to be back again we're so glad to have you back it's long overdue it's amazing that you keep saying yes <laughs> we're happy you are <laughs> we're happy you died <laughs> paul's already a quarter into his drink and we've just started that's after his top off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Can't tell the difference between that. that and the soda. Uh, <laughs> tonight is a nice episode, I think. Uh, one of our recurring themes is aging tobacco, oh, aging yeah. cigars, aging pipe tobacco, and how does that affect uh, your experience of the cigar or pipe tobacco. And tonight we are starting off with the Hammer and Sickle EPH, a cigar that was released in the summer of 2019 and we saved a box mm-hmm. at twins this is one of the original boxes that we got back in july of 2019 and only how many boxes of this were made 250 right 250 only 200 went to retailers right 50 went to friends and family so a very very special cigar that has been aging in kurtz vaults for two years what can you tell us about this thing not a lot <laughs> it's a well, cigar it's this, brown this show is going to be very quick tonight yes it's it's a it, it, now i it's an ecuadorian wrapper correct and that's really all we release on right. our limiteds is what the wrapper is right um, so it, it's an ecuadorian what or are you just saying ecuadorian it's ecuadorian habano ecuadorian habano and then yep. undisclosed and then everything else is undisclosed and, okay but it's a blend of hondurans nicaraguans and dominicans so it goes all over the place yep Kurt would appreciate that. That's the best he way to do it. it. Multi, multi-country blend. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Let's get as much of the Southern Hemisphere in the possible can. And it's a torpedo, 6x52. Yep. Um, what made you go with the torpedo for this size? Was this a favorite? Now, this is this is done in in memory of Eric Hansen, who was the, the, the late founder of Hammer Sickle, right? Correct, yep. He uh, passed away a few years ago now, and uh, we thought, what better way than to honor him with a cigar release and absolutely he liked you know the shaped cigars he liked Mm -hmm. figurados and stuff like that and this blend just really went well with a torpedo Mm -hmm. so you tried other shapes when you're doing this blend i know that you were big into this process for this blend yes i was very involved with the blending 
package design, all that stuff. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was my first time really getting to do all of that from mm. beginning to end. And uh, there's a lot more that goes into it than I thought. Mm. But uh, really, really good time and really happy with the way it came out and very excited for the second release. Yeah, and that, which so, is in just a few weeks, right? It was. Yeah. I was hoping to have it for today. Mm-hmm. So it's... That just means you're going to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I'll be back again. <laughs> He's like, oh, crap. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> this didn't work out like I planned. Didn't thoroughly think this out. No. But this is but this is great to do the, uh, uh, really, a two-year anniversary of this cigar. Absolutely. Uh, as a kind of a prequel to, yep. to getting that new one out. That's yep. going to be good. Very excited for that. And again, that one's going to be, we're only making 200 of that one. Okay. So we'll be keeping 10 or so for friends and family. So there'll be 190-ish that go out to stores. Okay. Um, we want to keep this one very special. Right. So we don't want it everywhere. We want to just make sure it, it's done the justice that it should be done. Mm-hmm. So. Is it going to be kind of like this release where really kind of went to Eric's favorite shops? Uh, this time we'll spread it out a little bit more. Um, you good? Yeah. <laughs> you fart or something? No, I was laughing. What? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, it'll be it, it'll still be in very limited shops, um, primarily New England, a few sprinkled in throughout the country. Right. But uh, yeah, that should be within the month. I'm hoping that's fantastic. the next month or by the end of October. It's mm. unfortunately now with the way shipping and everything works. Yes, it's what a disaster. A headache. We can talk about that a little bit later. But uh, we're pairing the hammer and sickle vodka and club soda. Yep, Eric's favorite drink. Just a standard go-to, which I've grown to love myself. Um, it's not. It doesn't overpower anything. It's no. almost like a palate cleanser to me. It's just absolutely, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You can drink it with anything. Yep. Whether it's a strong thing or, or you know, more mild to medium like this. This is a straight medium, I think, right? Yes. yes. To you. Yep. 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 Um, it's clean, crisp, and refreshing. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with bourbons, the cigar gets lost. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you're just trying to figure out what if you were smoking, your what your tasting was from smoking or the drink before or mm-hmm. what, and you know they do go well together. Right. But this just really lets you focus on what the cigar is. On the cigar. So, yeah. yep. and, and, it, and that's a real interesting thing because a lot of times with the, the pairings we do, we're, we're literally trying to create something that's greater than the sum of its parts. You yeah. know, you have a drink that makes a cigar even better, which makes the, and the cigar makes the drink even better. I mean, those pairings are epic. This, is, this kind of pairing is really just meant to make the cigar Shine. Yeah, to be able to taste the cigar and still yeah. get a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. awesome! So, what's what's our um, first impressions here? Anybody want to start with that? Yeah, uh, without a doubt, I think the two-year aging of this cigar has just really improved to me the spice of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's still a very well made uh, in terms of the earthy wood. Uh, the, the cedar, almost a caramel flavor too. I'm getting out of it too, but that out of the retrohale, boy, that that's that spice really is nice, smooth, but rich. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've smoked this cigar probably about a half dozen times since it's been released, mm. and I don't remember the the, the spice being as rich. Mm. I don't no. remember that either. I think the two years aging is just absolutely improving that 100%. It's would, just phenomenal. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? 100%. That the spice has yes. gotten 
Yep. Intensified. I'm getting a lot of spice on the palate, but I'm I'm not getting it through the retro ale. To me, it's more toned down and and, um, very creamy. But I get the palate, I get the spice on my palate. To me, I'm getting all the taste in my mouth, not in my nose. I'm getting both, to be honest. I'm I'm getting plenty of tingle on the tongue and and pepper on the tongue, but I... Uh, uh, there's a nice white pepper that's coming through the the retro there yeah. i think to me yeah what about you pat you look confused, <laughs> I'm, never confused. <laughs> I'm always thinking dan you're always thinking yeah. so first off it's really nice silky smooth oily wrapper oh yes the nice two years on it. i had a lot of plume on it when it came out of the cello it's a little bit loosely packed to my liking but it still has a really nice smoke output Nice, smooth, creamy, a little bit of spice from the Habano wrapper. Mm-hmm. Has a nice nutty note to it that lingers through the finish. And then I'm getting spice on the retro as well. Yeah. What's this? I'm getting kind of a naturally sweet tobacco flavor out mm-hmm. of it. I don't want to It's not necessarily dried fruit, but it's just this sweetness I haven't really identified yet. Mm-hmm. Medium body, nice complexity yeah. on the finish. I think... I think that yeah. I think the two years you concur, really Dave. I concur. <laughs> ramped it up a little bit. Yes, it, it has. It, it was, I think, a little bit more towards the mild side of things, fresh out of the box, mm-hmm. and very smooth, very nuanced. Not, it it was this silky sweet kind of almost like a maybe a baker spice originally out of the box, and now that's turned more into some pepper notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, absolutely i'm enjoying it very very much i i definitely think the spice ramped up yeah i haven't smoked a ton of these recently because we only made so many right i didn't have a ton for my personal collection so i'm excited to be doing this cool Um, uh, that's that makes this even more epic then mm -hmm. Uh, because this is my favorite hammer and sickle me too yep without a doubt it's good to know yep pastor padron's pick for hammer and sickle right here for the past three months appreciate it Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, no. it it did just move. By the way, it so did. did yours. Oh, I know. I found it. You found it. Yeah. <laughs> over some, over the dead wood. I have some select <laughs> words when we're not live. I don't want to get fired this week. I did. I moved his uh, Pat, Pat's pick to over the dead woods. <laughs> no, it, it was the. Oh, wait, you moved I, it again. I, I, yeah. I Do it. I even have a pick anymore? I moved it to the back of red. Did you move it to the back? <laughs> at least I had you close to the Fuentes. Close. You could look, your sign could look at them. It's all right, Dan. If you want to use my um, following to upsells and other parts of the humidor, it's fine by me. I'll move it back. It's okay. okay. Next week is going to the Naturals. <laughs> juicy, juicy, Lucy, whatever. Yeah, juicy, juicy Lucy. Do you have any Tabaks? <laughs> Tabaks. Tabaks? You got any Tabaks? I want some Pat Tayback. <laughs> Pat Tayback. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Mm. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of the history of, of Hammer and Sickle for the four or five listeners out there who may not have heard you before? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so 2007, we started as the uh, vodka company. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric Hansen uh, just loved smoking as well so his his vision for the company was always somewhat of a lifestyle brand right uh he did envision getting into like clothing and uh you know men's accessories and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. so the cigars was the you know natural next step for him and 
you know, we got hooked up with the right people. We started with the Hammer and Sickle Tradition, mm -hmm. which was the one that originally came in the crystal box and now is in the red. And uh, it just kind of, you know, worked really well. It was originally, you know, when he first made it, it was gifts for our good uh, spirits mm. companies that we were dealing with. Okay. And everybody loved it so much that he thought he'd give it a go. And uh, it just really worked out. So here we are today. Just a little quick yeah. synopsis for you. Yeah. yeah. Now, how, how did you get into the whole cigar business? I mean, is this what you wanted to do with yourself? Uh, originally, no. I, I was uh, in jewelry and construction. Or Those carpentry. are two very opposite things. Yeah, I was just all over the board. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Apparently not. Dropped out of college, was just trying everything. Should I do earrings today or make a cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> Um, Ooh, sneakers. And when, <laughs> never wanted to work in sneakers. That's my passion. Mm -hmm. um, but when we we originally lived in Connecticut and we moved up to Massachusetts, and I had a job lined up at the jewelers building. Okay. Uh, to go be an apprentice and learn how to make jewelry, kind of blend the two things I was doing together. Right. I thought that'd be interesting. Sure. And uh, I just didn't want to do it, so I just didn't go. Just didn't go. I told my wife, I'm like, it didn't work out. Whatever. Um, didn't work for a couple months. Oh, that's so today's kids. Walked into a cigar shop, and uh, I got offered a job basically on the spot. And I'm like, sure, I'll take it. And I need to worked there for I four years or so yep. and became good friends with Eric Hansen. And uh, that's how it all happened. It was all so it was just, just kind like, of by luck. Just, just by luck. And... Just, yeah, just by luck. I've been very fortunate. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And and you started out as a as a rep and really kind of being hit Eric's right-hand guy, right yeah, guy for, for a number years. of years. Yep. We became very close. Um, and unfortunately, when he passed, um, I was given the responsibilities of taking over the cigar company for the most part. Very and, unfortunately, yes. Um, you know. I, I wish it didn't happen. Yeah. I'd, I'd still like love, that. Yeah. Like that. I I'd mean, still love to be is, the national the... sales manager if he was here. You yeah. Know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of work, a mm -hmm. lot of fun, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Are you, you still happy to be there doing yes. this? Yep. I love it. Uh, I mean, Eric, he granted me and my family such a great opportunity. You know, mm -hmm. like I said, I dropped out of college. Mm -hmm. So to be here is very, very fortunate. Um, and I, I can't thank him enough and, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to do can't. everything He's I can yeah. to, you know, make his dream work out. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Mm. Now what's, we were talking a little bit about this before that we went on the air, uh, which I know took a little bit longer than it usually does today, but like, what's one of the biggest challenges <laughs> you're facing right now, um, as VP? Uh, getting product. Uh, getting getting product. Getting product. I mean, uh, having the cigars made really isn't the problem. It's getting the packaging mm. and then getting it to us. Mm -hmm. that we're having the same trouble on you know the vodka side. Just moving product from one country to another is taking so much more time. And the vodka really does come from Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a whole other shipping disaster because yeah. when we ship that in, we ship it containers at a time. Right. And trying to get a container right now is nearly impossible and with the holidays coming up 
it's going to be even harder. Right. So everything's going to be going to China because they're going to be paying the most. It's going to be mm -hmm. very difficult to get product moved into the U.S. for the next few months, I think. I think it's just going to get more and more difficult. Are you gonna? Are we going to see that happen across the board with spirits and stuff like that? Do you think? I I would assume so. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it's. I just... can't imagine it's only you guys that are having the problem. No, I mean it's like the cigar world. Everybody's having issues with back orders. Yeah. You know, spirits and cigar. Really, everything. Yeah. So, uh, mm. you know, it's it's a problem. We'll we'll figure it out. Just like everybody else, it's an, you gotta, just something you, you gotta yeah. deal with. Yep. Um, I was talking to one uh, um, uh, cigar man, uh, maker, and and he was telling me that every everything was a problem. Finding paper for bands is a problem. Yeah. yeah. Finding ink to color the bands problem. Wood for boxes problem. Just shipping, everything problem. And and uh, and and shipping even here in the states was a problem. He was telling me that uh, this was Tony Serino I was talking to. Um, he was telling me that uh, just to get cigars from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, where I guess he's based, takes seven days. I've had pallets because, from Florida take three weeks. Yeah, to because get to us. There, there's no drivers. Nobody yep. wants to work, yeah. and it's just uh, it's one thing after the other, and it, it's every single part of the business has has slowed down. Uh, it's. Like I said, it's a headache that everybody's dealing with, though. Yeah. So I can't be upset because it's what everybody's going through. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not just in the cigar or spirits world. Everybody's struggling. No, it's everything. Yeah, so yeah absolutely. It's... Yep. Our, this summer, we had a... Uh, you remember when it was like 110 degrees for like three or four days in a row? My refrigerator stopped working. Mm -hmm. I came back from my vacation to find my refrigerator had died. And... I have, I have your standard size normal yeah. house refrigerator, you know, 66 inches high. It's a standard thing. And my my kitchen is such that, you know, there are cabinets above it and everything. I, I need a 66 yeah. inch. That's fridge. all you can fit. I can't fit a 67 or yep. a 68. They didn't have it. Yeah. And that was that was in July. It, it, it will finally be delivered on the 25th. I waited six months for a dishwasher. Yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. It, it's it's yeah. the popular size of everything impossible is, is not is not around. The possible exception being Bud Light, but <laughs> they probably have back stocks. Uh, you also that. struggle finding that every time from time to time in cans yep. or bottles. Mm -hmm. You know, for a while you couldn't get Corona in a bottle because they were having glass issues. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it, everybody's going through it. It's all over the place. Um, you can get Corona even if you have a mask. Does he talk often? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you see, you're, you're sharing things in, in real life. This is this is life with me. We cringe you, when you, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I we if, love you, Dave. If, uh -huh. if, yeah, yeah. if I were to give you a, a a little magic wand, yeah, and you could change one thing in the cigar industry right now either have everybody start doing something or everyone stop doing something that you think is just stupid what would it be that's difficult <laughs> there's so many stupid things to choose 
uh, like right now, like if you could, if you could get rid of one problem or solve one thing that the industry is doing in and of itself right now, what, what would you be? If you could change one thing about the cigar industry, what would that one thing be? Oh, that's, I mean, this goes back to what we were just talking about. Uh, maybe having a little more patience with product issues, mm. you know, shipments not coming in on time, stuff like that. You know, um, everybody at this point should understand, you know, what we're going through as a country and yeah. as the world, you know, with <laughs> everything and in the universe, you yeah. know, when I have to call and say, Oh, I'm sorry, the shipment we were supposed to get in, you know, yesterday is delayed two weeks, you know, or it says it's going to be delivered tomorrow, but then it's not delivered for three weeks. It just, people need to take it for what it is yeah. and, you know, understand that it, it's out of our control. And you're not trying to. Yeah, we're, but obviously I want to sell cigars. Right. So me not having cigars hurts me just as much as you guys not having my cigars, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to lose the shelf space. Right. And I know it, like in the cigar world, it's very easy once, you know, if Hammer's back ordered to move to a new line. And if it takes three weeks to a month to come in, it's pretty easy to get those customers smoking something else. Yeah. yeah. And once you get them smoking something else, if they like it better, we're screwed. Yeah. So, you know, just a little forgiveness, a little understanding of the times. Yeah. Um, I mean, outside of that, there's really nothing that, you know, there's all the little pet peeves, but nothing, nothing crazy. We could talk about pet peeves. <laughs> yeah. mm. Um, now trying to get me in trouble with that question mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you change about the cigar industry dave <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um kind of following in line with that you know one of the things that i know you really kind of you know see is a a positive about hammer and sickle is it is it and and i see it the same way it's a true boutique Yes. Line. Yep. And it doesn't need a lot of shelf space nope. to have the whole thing. You can, on a shelf or shelf and a half, you can have the entire line of hammer and sickle. Yep. And the cigars are incredibly consistent. They're the same. You know, you don't have to worry about you know this you know one box being tasting this way and the next box tasting that. It's the the construction and all that is all very on point. All right. At the same time, you know, you know, so a lot of other companies where we've had big executives like yourself mm. on the show. Yes, thank you. You know, where, where <laughs> they have, you know, bajillions of different things, Illusione, um, you know, Drew Estates, Steve Saka, um, Foundation, you know, you almost have to wonder how do they juggle everything to keep stuff from phasing out? How do you keep people... You know, you have the opposite problem to me, where, you know, it, it, in some ways it's great that everything's there. And on the on the other hand, I would think that there's a little bit of a challenge because that that this is this is it. This is what it is. Yeah. And you're not planning to come out with new stuff all the time. You're yeah. trying to stay really good with what you got. So how is that a, both a, a positive and a negative for you? For me, it's a the biggest positive to it is I'm able to have the manufacturers focus on what our, our core line is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to have consistent flow of that throughout all of this. We've run into some 
issues with being out of stock, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big plus. My my big concern with you know having sixty different facings is some of those will have to be sacrificed to have this made. You know, you gotta and you gotta kind of choose favorites there to see what you gotta get out first. Which I mean, I guess really isn't difficult because you just you know go with your bestseller and make sure. I know a lot of companies the top don't line. seem to be doing that, though. Wouldn't you agree, Paul? <laughs> Again, that comes down to packaging, though, and you know that's that may be that may be part of it. If I the don't packaging's know. a little more ornate, it's going to take longer. Um, you know, the EPH boxes is the main reason of the holdup because mm-hmm. of all just you know this little trim extra piece here uh, just takes longer to do, and they the box factories would rather make the quicker ones that they can pump out faster and. You know, so we're not number one on their list because it's a our, our box is a bitch to special, make. It's a special. They're individually numbered on the inside. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's a whole process. So they don't really look forward to doing it. And again, it's only two hundred boxes, so it's right. not like a huge run. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes I wish we had a bigger facings, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm happy with where our line is at. But yeah. that being said, we are in the beginning discussions of. Uh, doing a small run of Moscow City again next year. Okay. Really? To see how mm. that works out. Oh. To see if uh, mm. that's a, a line we can Resurrect. bring back in. Um, and you know, next year we'll probably do another two or three limited editions. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way we like to do it: is the limited runs. Right. Because as a smaller boutique company, it is harder for us to get the shelf space in stores. Right. You know, and I, I understand that. Like Padron goes in, and you want to have as much Padron as you physically can have. Because it's a fifteen to fifty dollars cigar, so you mm-hmm. want people buying those, right? And people walk in and just buy them. They know them, they love them. Uh, we're much more of a hand sell, so I understand where you know the the spacing becomes an issue for us. Mm-hmm. So if we do limiteds, they're more apt to bring it in, right? And hopefully the timing works out next year where I do three, where as they're selling out of one, another one can come in. And kind of take that one's place, and we just have like a revolving door of special limiteds. limited editions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in keeping the line fresh. Yep. Yep. So very cool. That's uh, right now. That's the plan for 2022, at least. Mm. Is well, that kind of answered my next question about future projects. So there you go. Cool. <laughs> Thinking about bringing back the Moscow. That yep. was one of my favorite cigars. Yes. Yeah. So was... next year, if we if. I think we'll be bringing it back next year in some capacity. And uh, I believe it's just will be a trial to make sure, mm-hmm. you know, people still want it. You know, when we pulled that one out, that one was because, you know, packaging issues was a nightmare. And that was using Connecticut broadly for the wrapper and the filler. And that became extremely difficult to mm-hmm. source. So, because um, it was Connecticut, Connecticut broadly? Yes. Yeah. Very difficult to source and it was very expensive. So, if we wanted to keep it in the same packaging, which that was one of the things Eric was big about, was he loved the packaging. He, he mm-hmm. liked the appeal of it, and I, hated, of it. I hated changing it, <laughs> but it, it's what needed to happen because, you know, the, the boxes were 30 bucks yeah, just for the packaging. You know, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we'll bring it back in some capacity mm-hmm. next year for sure, and I'm excited about it. That is cool. That's, so. that's awesome. I'm excited to hear that. That kind of props a question from me, though. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, this is kind of a general question to everyone, but 
when it comes to like limited releases or having extravagant boxes do we feel that that promotes sales in that line or do you think it's just kind of one of those aesthetic things depends on the weight so <laughs> i think limiteds uh, is a good way to be able to keep uh, a company fresh in people's minds they're looking for the next thing to come out you know if we're able to do it next year where like i'm hoping where it's just a, a revolving door of a different limited and you know then i think we can get consumers looking forward to the next one knowing that it's coming and waiting for it uh as far as the packaging goes i think extravagant packaging is great for a launch it gets people intrigued they see it they want to buy it they want to smoke it but the longevity of that package uh I don't see as a huge benefit, especially for us because I mean, our stuff weighed eight pounds. So shipping six boxes to Texas was $90. You know, like it was just a marble. Yeah. 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 I, just don't know everyone, I was going to say, marble. Don't, don't use marble again. Yeah. Because I don't know everyone's opinion of it because I mean, personally, I have like a little cigar collection and you know, having unique releases and like different boxing to me is kind of interesting to have in that humidor yeah so i don't know if you guys have an opinion of that of, I think, well if I you guys look at the box at all you guys just take the single and just forget about it you know i think i think the i think the box and the packaging is really important and and it's such a part of the history of of cigar it's part of the art of yeah cigar is the box and uh you know it, it's not only what's in it it's it's how it's packaged and how the packaging looks and um you know i know one of kurt's big things is you know he loves the box box tops and the inside art on the boxes yep. you know if it's there and you know if at all possible you know he wants that to remain intact right with with what we show and it really i think it really does look better and it catches the eye and it it, it really is it really is good um how many lines do what do we do we carry though that have just simple boxes like illusioni and mm -hmm. Roma Craft, just simple wooden boxes. Even Tatuaje has Tatuaje has simple wooden boxes. Yeah, Avo Davidoff. Uh, there's so many. Just I mean, Davidoff wood just, boxes with you know burned logo. And we just I showed mean, Davidoff up in a, in a in his own little you know humidor outside right. our main humidor. It's yeah, all lighted um, up and everything. But I mean, it's it still sells very well. Roma Craft sells yeah, pretty Roma. decently here as well, and they're just mm -hmm. simple wooden boxes. And even as a matter of fact, we were, I was just going to bring this up too, where if the packaging part of the industry right now is is one of the issues you're facing have you ever thought about just simply going to bundles you know keep keep the boxes that you have right now and tell the retailers hey keep a few of these so we're going to send you bundles just keep refilling or them. create a display or create a display that we can just sh show off you know all the time and just bundle them that way it's less expense for everyone less expense for you to ship it less expense for us to get it we did that when we had the heavy packaging we had a bundle program where you saved a few bucks by buying the bundle um and it, it just always was a pain because we'd send them to the people and they'd be like oh well i need boxes too I mean, when you, you order the bundles like my consumers want boxes well then you know it's just in a perfect world yeah yeah that makes a ton of sense and i would love for that to be you know a feasible thing but you know, it, I think they, it I changes. Mean, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like what, you know, like 
Tatuaje does is they'll come out with the monster boxes, but then they'll release after that that are all in simple boxes. Yep. You know what I mean? So you the first run, you make Dress special. Boxes. After that, eh, you lost out. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then and you I, have, I, um, like, Patron's angle where they give money back or you actually they don't give money back for what i think but like you you can send the boxes back and then they reuse them for right yeah it's like a like a it's almost like you're returning a a can or a bottle yeah Yeah. it's got a deposit on it you get your deposit back deposit well i don't know if you guys noticed but some of those boxes that we get in of padrones they have scratches and and oh yeah you know you know that they've reused before yeah exactly they reuse a lot of packaging they do a really good job with that yeah logistically that's a nightmare having to send labels, and then when they come in, you count them, because I believe they do give you a reimbursement for Correct. the box. They, they do. Uh, so adding that to your account and all of that, like it's something a bigger company could definitely pull off that has the personnel, mm-hmm. but that's... You don't want to do that. That's not something I want to add to my plate. No. <laughs> but I, I do have to say this, though, Eric, that as, as a fan of how you used to package the cigars in the past, I think you guys really s- struck a home run with the packaging that you have now, I specifically in, in the trademarks, I'm telling you that is just I love the boxes there. The white That's, and blacks are just yeah, it's like the white so and black, unique. The red. Yeah, and the, and the tradition too. They're so unique, and it just it, it fits perfectly in the space that we have. It's not this you know obnoxiously long box. It's nice yep. and packaged. It looks almost like a like a sneaker. Exactly. <laughs> Did you have something to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Changing the packaging oh, was terrifying. Oh, it's really? Having to change the packaging was a huge concern within our company. And uh, it went really well. Nobody had issues. Everybody was happy about it. Because yeah. shipping costs went way down. Yes. Yep. Way down. So it, it worked out for the best. But it was terrifying at first. Because you're going from crystal and marble and leather and suede to... You know, wood again. Right. Well, it was great so, for you because when a lot of cigars were going up and up and up in price, yours yours stayed the same. Stayed the and same. Largely Correct. because the packaging changed, got a lot less expensive, and so you didn't need to and to 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 keep up with things. I don't foresee having to take a price increase for the next few years. I mean, knock on wood, mm-hmm. if anything crazy happens, but because of the packaging change. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's something I'm really excited about. I, That's good for consumers too, with yeah. everything that's going on in the news right now. Yep. Mm. Um, let's let's bring it in a little personal. Ooh. A little personal, personal. What's what's going on with you right now? You're married. Married. You got, you got a kid at home. I got a seven year old about to be eight. You got you got dogs. Got yeah two what, two dogs now. What what kind of dogs? They're Pomskis. Poms, what is that? That's a Pomeranian Husky mix. <laughs> don't ask me how it works. Yeah, I, I, I don't even just, want to think about what happened there. Don't Google that, it. You'll be on a list. I'll, so yeah. don't. I, I don't need to be on any of those lists. <laughs> but how, how are the dogs working out? Are you still happy with the dogs? They are, they, are a nightmare. They're a nightmare. They're yes. awesome dogs, but having two puppies at the same time is oh, yeah. so much work. And I mean, my wife's great with them, so that's yeah. awesome. But uh, how's the house training go? You gotta be so vigilant. Oh yeah, there's no, no accidents in the past. There can be no mercy. when your house training. And I still like to chew stuff. My girls are all about mercy, or should I say, like laziness? Mm -hmm. Uh, They can wait. Yeah, we're very strict. They can't, and they didn't. (laughs) It's you know, if it's a rainy day or if we're not home, Mm -hmm. one of us makes sure to be home every three hours. To let them out, walk them, let them go to the bathroom. So, 
we've been very fortunate where since we've had them, there's, I can count them, you know, it's under 10 that there's been accidents. Really? So we've gotten very lucky. They like to chew though. Have that's they, a nightmare. Have they chewed up stuff in your house? They've destroyed some carpet. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Any sneakers? Chew a couch. No. Sneakers are in a separate room. <laughs> They've never been in that room. And they will never be in that room. <laughs> yeah. So one of my dogs chewed off the corner of my stair. Yep. yep. And I'm like, yeah, I, I It's not a cheap fix. It's, no, it's not a cheap <laughs> fix. And and my house is is old. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking, looking at the wood, I don't think this is original from the seventeen hundreds. But if it is, <laughs> there goes <laughs> There goes the price of my house right down there, you know. Wow. Your I house could, is that old? That's uh, awesome. 1780. Wow. 1780. Built from shipwood. The little drafty. The good, yes. <laughs> yes. So in the summertime. Good for smoking. In the summertime, it's great. It's great for smoking. In the wintertime, it's uh, more of a hazard. Yep. You know, but you do have the fireplaces, you know. Yep. But then again, you've got the house made of wood and that could burn at any minute you know yep so that's fun going to bed with a fire going yeah yeah, yeah. now <laughs> now when we've had you know power go out or i remember a number of years ago there was a big ice storm that came through in march and everybody lost power for a week week and a half you remember that at all yes and um you know we, we did have a lot of fireplaces in the house and and we could cook in the fireplace you know with one of those big huge kitchen fireplaces yeah and First couple days, kids were like, this is like Little House on the Prairie. This is so awesome. And by day three, they were done yeah. with cast iron cooking. Gets old quick. It, it got very old. Yeah. And, you know, but now, at least you had the option. But we had the option. So at least we had a place where we could be warm and mm -hmm. and uh, make make food and stuff like that. It that must have it. smelt so good. Oh. It did to me, man. I wouldn't oh, mind man. it. Not that I wouldn't have minded having heat in the house, too. But yeah. I, you know, I could, I could cook off cast iron and, you know, make meat, make potatoes. Come on. That's all you ever need. That's all you need. Just meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Simple. Yep. Yeah. Amen. And bacon. Bacon. Just, just cook the bacon. Yep. Oh. Bacon. So, have you ever done that? Vitamin B. Have you ever cooked over an open fire like that? Not yet. I want to, but. You may get that opportunity. I'm not sure. One of these days. One of Is these that days. a threat? Yeah, that's a threat. <laughs> I think there's general agreement that the zombie apocalypse is coming. Very well could be. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting to the point where we want to to get to the point where we're switching over to our um, pipe tobacco. These cigars aren't going to last forever. What what are what are our final thoughts here on the on the cigar, Paul? Well, I'll tell you right now. This has been just an absolutely phenomenal cigar mm. and again the, the, the spice is still ramped up on this one uh both on the you know, the tongue and mm. on the retrohale i'm going to say that this is the two years aging has absolutely done wonders mm -hmm. for this and i didn't think this cigar could be any better because this is my favorite hammer and sickle just like dan's mm -hmm. um but it could still get that nice uh cedar caramel flavor nice uh, earthy wood tones Super smooth, super well balanced. Mm. Just, just a absolutely pleasure to smoke. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, Paul. That was pretty much it. Yeah. You concur. Well, I concur. Do you concur, Pat? Creamy, peppery, 
Yeah, I mean, Pat, I, I haven't never had the original. He didn't. He, this is the first yeah. time he's had it. So I, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I know off of my experience, like Habano rappers really shine with a couple years on them. That pepper kind of gets brought up to the forefront because the creaminess of the rapper typically kind of overshadows it. And I th right now, like two years, I'd say. I mean, I, I don't know what another year or two would do to it, but this is like a prime smoking cigar right now. Like I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of that wrapper. So you, you haven't had the EPH yet? Is that what you said? This is the first EPH. This is yeah. the first time no, I've had right. it. Yep. Yeah. It'll Spoiled. be interesting when that since <laughs> it's the same blend. Yeah. It'll be really interesting when when we get the new one mm -hmm. and yeah. to smoke it and and to to really taste the difference because this is uh, much woodier to me um uh the the spice is really ramped up the sweetness from the the habano is still there too yep um but man i i really think this has knocked the cigar up from like a light medium to a solid to a medium, solid medium. Yes. Yeah. maybe maybe even just a little past mm -hmm. it's not medium plus but it's a solid medium and I, um, I think the last third is more of a medium plus. Yeah, yeah I was going to say definitely ramping it up. definitely ramps yep. up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. The, the spice in the retro is really ramping up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like what Pat had said about uh, it being a prime smoking cigar now. Mm -hmm. it, it's, I think it's reached its maturity. It may get a little bit better with a, a you know, mm -hmm. a little more time on it. But if you're sitting on them, now's the time to smoke it. Yeah. Mm. For sure. It's very, very good. Um, We talked a little bit about uh, pet peeves a little while ago. Mm -hmm. What's what's one of your cigar pet peeves, Eric? Messy ashers. Messy ashers. Yeah. Me what does that mean, messy ashers? Just ash. People who you know on this ashtray will roll their ash there. On the edge. Of the yeah, ashtray. not going into the ashtray. In the yeah. Ashtray. Or um, on the table, people who like ash themselves. Yep. Or you know, on like the stand ones you guys have that roll yep. it on the top of that to knock it in. Um. Well, isn't, just, isn't that what the top is for? Is it, I thought that was always what the top is for. <laughs> just keep it clean. Just keep it clean. Just keep it clean. Just keep it clean. There's people who got to pick up. That's the handle. That's the handle. Yes. That's what it is. That's the handle. Yep. It's not. It's not a. The ashtray is beneath the handle. Correct. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. A, a lot of people do not get that. And that goes back to my retail stuff. days of having to, you know, go through and clean everything, all the vacuuming and wiping down and stuff mm -hmm. all the ash everywhere do you ash on a regular basis or do you just try and stack dimes as no i i ash regularly you ash regularly i very regularly try very rarely very regularly try to, take yeah, my try to stack yeah, dimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man now are, are you gonna hang around for the second half of the show i'm not a pipe guy i'm terrible you ruined pipes for me <laughs> You personally ruined pipes for yes, me. Yes, I know. The dark, the dark piper just killed you. Yeah, it makes me sweat thinking about pipe smoking. Are, are you still gonna hang around? And are you gonna finish your cigar while we smoke pipes, or are you gonna? Yeah, gonna I can hang, hang around. You gonna hang around? I'll hang around. Hang around? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll hang around. All right, everybody. We'll have a little bit more of uh, Eric Wentworth from Hammer and Sickle in about six and a half minutes. Don't go anywhere. All the time I need. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back, and now we are smoking Cornelia Deals Carolina Red Flake, the 2019 release. Kind of coincide with our two-year-old cigar. We're smoking two-year-old tobacco. This is Eric Wentworth from Hammer and Sickle Cigars. 
I completely ruined him on his uh, <laughs> pipe experience. Yep. And so he has oh, yes. graciously agreed to hang around because he enjoys us and he wants to finish his cigar, but he's not going to smoke a pipe. But <laughs> Eric is going to be the wife uh and she's going to she he <laughs> is going to talk about the uh. room note of of the uh, pipe tobacco and tell us whether or not this is something that uh is pleasing or not and maybe even talk it's a fun about job degrees yeah it's a fun job you can drink and just smell drink and sniff drink i'm and good sniff. at that <laughs> <laughs> yes i can say that now um from the tin uh, I can tell you that the back of the tin says a blend of the finest North Carolina grown r- red Virginias harvested in 2015. Our Carolina red flake is a tribute to the old belt. Plucked straight from Carolina soil, these top tier Virginias were all grown, thrashed, blended, pressed, and then lovingly sliced and tinned right here in the heart of old tobacco country. Sweet, tangy, spicy Carolina Red Flake is both surprisingly straightforward and pleasantly complex. Mm. You'll find it's rich, deep, and earthy with undertones of dried cranberries, orchard grass. Who talks about orchard grass? I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know what that means. And citrus. I know what citrus is. Yes. We're proud of our heritage, and we're particularly proud of this damn near perfect Red Virginia Flake. Enjoy. Uh, by Cornell and Deal, um, it is uh, all 2015 Red Virginia from North Carolina. Hmm. This particular run had 10,000 tins. I know it sold out on the website in a day. And wow. It did not last long in the stores either. But Twins, uh, thankfully, uh, squirreled a few tins away. And so I was able to get this for tonight. And uh, that's fantastic. And again, we're smoking the hammer. Um, well, drinking, drinking the drinking. hammer. You're drinking. Yep. What did I say? Smoking the hammer. the hammer. We're drinking the hammer. We're drinking the hammer, smoking it, whatever. As the wife, you've yeah. had enough. Right? <laughs> you sound like the wife. All right. <laughs> we're drinking the uh, uh, hammer and club soda. And uh, again, I think it's going to go great with this because it's just going to help us to enjoy the tobacco cleanse the palate between draws and everything doesn't go bad with anything no no it does not it goes with everything because it has it's it's got a little bit of flavor to it but it's it's how would you describe it how would you describe hammer and sickle vodka citrus Citrus. vodka is very difficult because the idea of vodka is getting it to taste as neutral as possible yeah so but ours definitely has like a little lemon peel Mm mm-hmm so they mentioned mentioned citrus in their mm-hmm. description. So mm-hmm. should pair very nicely. It should pair very nicely. Paul, what do you think? Does it, it, it pair? It, it, it pairs phenomenally. Mm. It does. It's it's just it's bringing out. And we've had this earlier today, Dan. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, uh, as much as I thought the fruit tones in early in the day had kind of maybe settled down, it was bringing out a little bit more of the woody tones. Mm-hmm. I think with the hammer and sickle, it's actually. Uh, amping up the fruit notes. The deep mm-hmm. fruit notes is what I'm getting a lot more of than anything else. Still got a little bit more of that wood tones, and the spice in the retrohale is just really mm-hmm. rich but smooth. It's phenomenal. I'm going to have to agree with you, Paul. We we were fortunate we did have... I had two bowls of this <laughs> <laughs> earlier Stop today. Oh, no, it was just oh, so yeah. good, you know, and it yeah. was much yeah, woodier, maybe. much richer, much earthier. It still had that sweetness, but it was it, it was a much deeper, richer 
mm. uh, kind of sweetness to it. And the, the vodka is bringing back some of that fruit yes. from the Virginia. Yes. And that's very, very enjoyable. Yes. Um, Pat, what do you think of this uh, old stuff? Mm-hmm. First of all, the smoke output is insane. Mm. It's the smokiest pipe I've had so far. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like, the palate kind of gives me a candela wrapper-type flavor. Like, I'm getting this grassy, citrusy flavor. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting, like, a spicy, dried cherry that lingers through the finish. Like, this nice, like, bold, like, woody note. Mm. So you're enjoying it? Oh, yeah. This kid's yeah. got it. And the tobacco it's there, beautiful. again, is from 2015. So it's it's six-year-old tobacco yeah. right right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, is that typical been... for pipe tobacco to be aged that long? N- not necessarily. I know um, nothing about pipe tobacco. It's just pipe something. tobacco can be. Cornell and Deal tends to do it a lot, though. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, kind of like cigars, you know, the tobacco's aged for so many years before, yeah. before it gets, you know, into the process. But it's typically, you know, kind of like cigars, two, three years. Yep. You know, to All do right. to do five or six or seven. Um, there's a tobacco that uh, was talked about during the break called uh, uh, Bijou. My father is not the only people who have a bijou thing. So it's Cornell and Deal, and that includes uh, Virginia tobaccos from 2003. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it's a, it's some really, really good stuff. Mm. Uh, either they're still telling the truth or someone's forgot to change the packaging because they ran out. But <laughs> if the packaging is correct, it's still from 2003, mm-hmm. so you could save that and age it. But it's only put, I understand, in that particular blend. What, what do you think, Dave? Well, you know me, Dan. I, I love yes, I do. Virginia's, <laughs> and I love Carolina Red Flake immensely. It's my favorite. Um, and the uh, the stone fruit has kind of, like, gone down a little bit. Uh, and I agree with uh, you guys about the little um, spice or pepper and the retrohale. Um and I think the uh, the vodka is definitely bringing out Ooh. some of that citrus. There's so um, spice in the retro hill. Mm, yep. My sinuses are clear. But that's yep. my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing to do with with Virginia's, uh, especially this one, is the retro hail. Mm-hmm. It's just that's where, that's why I love it. I love that when you get that that tang and that 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 pepper and that and a little bit of like maybe um, date or fig in there in the background. It's just oh, I love it. That's awesome. I just have to say again, like the smoke output is amazing. Yeah. Like especially with an aromatic, you want kind of a nice Mm -hmm. bold smoke. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, like when it comes to you guys, I'm a rookie to this. But this is so far, like right off the bat, one of my favorite pipe tobaccos just because of that smoke output I'm getting out of it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's definitely been one of our favorites since it since we've been smoking it. Um now to get back to you and to bring you into the conversation since you it's all about me no idea what we're talking about it's all about because you refuse to smoke but just because i gave you some dark bird's eye you just totally ripped me off i'm still sweating out that tobacco (laughs) (laughs) so if there's one thing you could change about dan what would it be (laughs) (laughs) there's so many things (laughs) let's narrow it down to one all right, I'm going to ask a question now to save myself. From uh, what do people misunderstand about you the most, do you think? I think my age. I think they... They think you're younger than they, you are? They think, they think I'm younger than I am. 
I look very young. You, I look you like do. a child. Yep. Yeah, uh, especially if you shave. Thirteen, but maybe. In the tobacco industry. Is that why you let that thing grow on yes, your face? Yes. That's hundred percent worth it. Gives me some age, especially there's some white in there now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where? But there's, there's <laughs> one. There's one. Look closely. I, I, think, um, I think that's just blank. <laughs> that's an ash. I, that's an ash. <laughs> They assume because of my age, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. And I dealt with that when I was working retail, and I deal with that now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're just going to a lot of retail shops. And like, oh, I've been smoking longer than you've been alive. You know, I've right. dedicated the last 12 years of my life to this. This is what I love. This is what I know. Uh, you know, I pride myself on that. And... You know, it, it's not just me. It's every young person in the industry. Sure. You know, Pat will probably run into that soon. You know, it's... He's ran if into he that hasn't already. He's, he's, he's ran into that already, and we kind of uh, tried him about it. But, but, but yeah, he, he really knows his stuff. Yeah. It's, he really knows his stuff. You know, and, you're and passionate the, about it. And the thing about it, you this is all really new to you in the last year or so, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you came on... As a, as a bar back, didn't say a word to anyone, specifically me, for the first month. I hated all of you. I'm I know. Because <laughs> you're a terrible person. I am a terrible person. <laughs> but you really caught on and got that bug and then, you know, went for your, you know, certified retail tobacconist uh, designation. And not now it's all you, it's, it's, it's to me, it's like you're just consumed by it. And it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It really yeah, is. Yeah, consumed I mean, it, in it, a good way. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's so it's it's fun to work with you because you you just have a lot of I, I call it like pent up knowledge that uh, pent it, up pent up knowledge <laughs> you just dying mm-hmm. you're dying to dying like to get it out. you're Smoke. dying to talk to someone about it you're dying to talk to someone about it and you know, and, and again just from a, a, a from an observance point of view you are and I'll take this one example. It was a Sunday. It was about six, no, five or six, and the and the, a couple came in. And you went in there, and I'm like, okay, he's got a few minutes. We're going to close up. And about 6.15, was still sitting there, and he's walking him through the hue and talking about all this stuff, tobacco knowledge, all this stuff. And they're sitting there just listening to him. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was good to see because, I mean, you really are passionate about it, Pat. So. For those of you who don't know, on Sundays, we close at 6. Yeah. <laughs> but, and no, Darren, it's a good thing. Darren is the... the the thing that Paul just not at six o'clock. I mean, I think <laughs> being young in in an industry like cigars, you get a lot of people that have been doing it, you know, their whole life. And yep. you know, for someone like Paul, that could be a hundred years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, right? I mean, look at the white uh, on that beard. You know, I, I think right off the bat hey, <laughs> when I had the aspiration. You said that was that offensive? No. Okay. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I had the aspiration of doing retail downstairs, it, it really pushed me to get certified because you need kind of that validation behind you when you start talking to people that have been doing this for so much longer than you have. And you have to have something to back up what you're suggesting to people. Because if not, then, you know, just like this kid that's in there walking up like, hey, you want to smoke something today? I can uh, upsell you this thing, you know? So you have to really have that knowledge behind you to get the trust of the consumer. So that's really what kind of got me to, you know, get out there and do it. So. But, but again, I don't think that I've seen an instance where a, a consumer hasn't been at least attentive to what you're trying to tell them. You know, they're, they're almost like they're drawn in and then yeah. they're going to they're yeah. buy whatever you tell them. With Nick, Goodbye. their eyes are like glazed over. 
<laughs> Can't so, talk about Nick. We love He's not Nick. here. Well, that's something else we could talk about. You know, Nick, <laughs> Nick is now in the corrections business. Yep. You know, and, and his slogan has changed from another day, another smoke, to now it's another day, another poke. Do you feel like, you know, how do you feel about that transition for, for Nick? Do you, do you miss Nick? I miss Nick, but you that's mean, what he's always wanted to do. Yeah. He's always to be like. In a jail. maybe not do that specifically but he's always wanted to be in law be in law in in some way or another yeah and so i'm really happy for him i'm I'm sad to see him go use his gun Um, to use his his gun gun. for work yes (laughs) yeah yeah we're not speaking in metaphors here we're actually meaning god funny story about nick real quick uh we used to make these Under Armour hats with a giant hammer and sickle logo on it. And he tweeted a picture one day when he was in the gym, when he was massive. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. big now, no, but this bigger. is when he was... He was huge. Huge. Yep. And Eric Hansen at the time comes in and he goes, I was just checking the Twitter. Uh, you should retweet that or he's going to come kick our ass. <laughs> and he had never met nick yeah Yeah. and then we go to we do an event and he meets nick and he offers nick a thousand dollars to punch me in the face as hard as he can we were talking about that earlier yeah yeah and i'm so happy he said no prison he's working in prison but he's in prison (laughs) yep but I love Nick. I've known him for yeah. years yeah. now, and uh, I'm so happy for him. And that's a testament to his personality, because to not take a thousand dollars to punch somebody in the face. I told him I'd split it with him. Right? He's like, I'd kill you. And I'm like, I could take a punch. And I thought about it, and I can't take his punch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's so true. Um, so how is the how is the sneaker collection doing there? It's embarrassing. Embarrassingly. It's embarrassing. Make sure you get that day. It's okay. uh, it's nine oh five. Okay, nine oh five. Got it. Check. It just gets worse every day. Mm-hmm. It's, I love it. My wife hates it. Yeah. So you actually but, you can you collect sneakers? Yes. How many sneakers a year do you buy? Do you think? Uh, at least a dozen or more. I would say. Uh, it's probably over twenty. Really. It's, mm. I, I've really gotten into it in the past five years. What's your favorite sneaker? Jordan 1. Jordan 1. Jordan 1s are unbelievable. It started it all. Those and the Air Max 1s. Yeah. They're just, uh, I think they're beautiful. Do you still and... look for the Jordan 1s? Yeah. Like if you if you saw Jordan 1s for sale at a at what you thought was a good price, you, you jump at them still? Yeah. Or do you have enough? No, I, I bought a pair a week ago. Mm. I have 25 pairs of Jordan 1s at this point. Really? Like, Are they just... all your size, or yeah. do you collect whatever nope. size you can get? Everything's in my size because I wear everything I have. This is for me. I'm not looking to resell it. I'm not looking to make money on it. This is, to me, sneakers are art. I know it sounds dumb to a lot of people, but I Well, they it. are. You know, and, they are just like anything else. It really is. Uh, so, yeah, it's for me. I make sure to wear them so my wife can't make me sell them. Mm-hmm. I throw out the boxes, too. How much closet space is devoted to your no room sort or like room or like <laughs> rooms uh acres uh are we talking acreage so we have a three-bedroom home mm-hmm. and two bedrooms the, the third bedroom is a office slash sneaker room which is and off limits three of the walls are 
all sneaker shelves. Yeah. It's a great, and then I, I have pairs that are just a way that you can't wear anymore. They'll crumble. Do you, but it's do you remember that 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 sneaker drobe that I showed you that was like rotating? Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that? No. No. Like, no. you're gonna have to. I'd rather spend the money on sneakers, and I'll make the shelving myself. <laughs> <laughs> because remember, he was into construction. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. Yes. Now you mentioned that there are mm. sneakers that you 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 actually you wear all of them. Have is there any? pairs of sneakers right now that you haven't worn or have you worn them all um I, they've all been worn they've all been worn at this point i had a few pairs but i decided to break them out just broke randomly down. and broke i was like i gotta wear them i gotta wear them. i gotta do it are you over a pair of shoes a day now because i remember i remember i re- no i mean like in the number I remember before you had like two something. I'm wondering if you have at least 365. No, I'm not at that point. Um, have it, you ever sold a pair of sneakers? I've sold a few. Okay. Because I've been able to hit where I'm able to get them for 150 bucks, 180 bucks, mm. and able to sell them for two thousand dollars. Really? And that's like two days later. So that like takes the temptation of wearing them out or saving them. It's just like, <laughs> all right, flip them, sell them. Oh, Let's, you know, that'll fund my that's next. Crazy five pairs that i want to buy or 10 pairs you know i can use that and not feel guilty but it's only is that what you tell you it's like five (laughs) pairs that i've sold what what do you think is your is more of a potential issue for you cigars or sneakers as far as collecting keeping oh aging it's sneakers Mm. because cigars just get smoked and they disappear Mm. So you Do you have any cigars that you, you you say, I'm going to hold on to these for X number of years, or I'm going to hold on to these and sell them someday? Uh, or do you get cigars and smoke them? So I, I used to, but uh, so once Hanson passed away, <laughs> I got his cigar collection. Mm-hmm. And I had another friend pass away, and I got his cigar collection. Mm. And so I was like, what am I saving mine for? Mm. I could die tomorrow. Mm. I'm going to smoke what I want. You know, so typically now I just buy cigars that I, I want to smoke. I don't buy anything yeah. that I want to age and sit on for a while. I'm I'm of the same ilk. You know, people who keep saving their cigars, and this goes for pipe tobacco too. Saving pipe tobacco 10, 15 years. I know people who have tins that are 20, 30 years old. I'm like, dude, when the zombie apocalypse comes, you're not going to have time to smoke the yeah. cigars. <laughs> you're going to be running for your life. Smoke it now while you while, I while you got it. Totally get the collection aspect of it, mm-hmm. but for me, if I'm gonna sit down and smoke a cigar, I want to sit and smoke and enjoy it. So it's something that I know I'm gonna like. Right. So if I look at it and say, no, I'm gonna save that for a, a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Why is today not a special occasion? Yeah. I made it through the day. Exactly. Like just that's so enjoy insightful. what you have. Exactly. <clears throat> so that's the way I look at cigars now. Mm. So uh, I have a question. Yeah. So, out of the 12 years you've been doing what you're doing, Eric, what was the most memorable, proud moment you've had? Hmm. Uh, so, to be honest, it was releasing the EPH. Hmm. I guess that was going to be what it was. Because I, I was able to blend it, design the packaging, you know. Uh, you were in that the, from start to finish. Do the whole process of it and, uh, you know, bringing it out and, you know, doing an event with it and having, you know, my uncles come up and shit like that was just it felt good um so that that's probably my favorite moment of it 
Is it going to be another favorite moment with the uh, number two? I hope so. Number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> but no, it was just, you know. So it's my first baby. Mm. When you were blending that cigar, though, what was your <laughs> aspiration? Like, what was the meaning behind it? Like, what were you trying to... Like, if when someone smokes that cigar, what do you want someone's reaction to be to it? Like, what's the experience you were aiming for? I want people to smoke it in good company, having laughs, enjoying the time. That's, uh, you know, I, every time I smoked a sample, I thought to myself, is this something I could have smoked with Eric Hansen mm-hmm. and... You know, would he have enjoyed it? Would he have done that? We went through a lot of samples for this. And um, he was such a great guy. uh, Yeah. I mean, that was uh, such a good part of it was going through all the memories of him as I'm smoking them, just thinking about them and stuff like that. And it it was a uh, it was a surreal moment getting to blend a cigar. Well, I can say from that, personal experience, like just selling the cigar and, and telling the story behind it, and um, honestly, hearing I've never had someone yet say they didn't love the cigar, and that's I think true. that's awesome. And and that's and uh, that's that a, that's a, a testament, you know. And I'm you know I'm not sugarcoating at all. I really mean that. It's awesome. You're not yeah. just blowing smoke, Dave. No, I'm not just blowing smoke. <laughs> I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Um, and not just because I blended the cigar, but because it's an honor of Eric. Mm-hmm. So, I think one of the amazing things about it is when you blend a cigar, obviously I haven't done it, but you can't foresee what it's going to become like a year or two years down the road. And I, I think it just speaks to the blend because after two years of that aging, it's really, again, I can't compare yeah, it's even, it. But it's that, even better. It really is. Cause like, like I said, Habanos to me, like they come out after a couple of years and like that mm-hmm. entire blend to me just was very refined it was well balanced it was very approachable to, in my opinion to anyone whether it's a new smoker or a traditional smoker and it's mm-hmm. just it was spot on to me but oh yeah totally you collect cigars to age right yep so i think you understand a little bit more of the blending than you know you you think because you buy it you smoke it now and you're like oh this is good i can't wait to see what it is in two years you just you have that feeling that this is going to get better with time so that's really you just got to trust that feeling yeah like you know it's good because when you get samples you're smoking them very fresh Mm -hmm. and you just have to sometimes they're a little ammonia you have to take that out Uh so you let them sit for a little while longer out of humidification um but i think you understand it more than you would yeah than you would think for sure yeah um what are what are the what are three things that are on your bucket list? One of those three. In cigars? In in life. I want to play cigars. I want to play golf in Scotland. Yeah. Mm, awesome. I want to smoke a cigar in Cuba. Mm. One of your cigars and go EPH mother trucker. Probably wouldn't bring hammer and sickle to Cuba. Moscow City. And then, I mean, as cheesy as it is, you understand having daughters, having kids, mm-hmm. you know, seeing her get married and start a family. Mm. That's as weird as it is for that to be a bucket list item. I want to make sure I'm here for that. It's definitely on my bucket list. So, 
Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> My bucket list is getting harder to figure <laughs> out if it's ever going to happen. Paul, what about you? What are, what are three things on your bucket list? Well, I've been to Italy once, but it was on a cruise. Okay, so that can't be on your bucket list. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Um, we, my girlfriend and I have a strong desire to go back to Italy and go to the mm. Tuscany region. Mm. Okay. Um, and specifically uh, in the Chianti region. That's where the wine is made and and uh it's just very the landscape of the uh, of that region is just beautiful mm. i mean italy everyone thinks of italy they think of rome they think of venice they think of uh yeah. naples the yeah. malfi coast but uh, italy is a lot more than that and uh so that's my probably my number one on my bucket list is to get back and go to the tuscany region mm -hmm. second i really want to do the kentucky bourbon trail i really really mm -hmm. I mean, and we actually are planning to do that next year with family that would yeah. be awesome yeah that's going to be really really fun and then thirdly I, I i've always wanted to do this i've been riding my motorcycle for for many many years and mm. i really wanted just to get a i can't ride my motorcycle because my motorcycle with with the code just wouldn't work but i really wanted to take the a motorcycle code. and go yeah. across the country and just see the country yeah uh, from the motorcycle perspective, so mm. those are my three. There you go. That sounds like a lot of back pain. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, it, you it, get it old, Paul. It would probably take many months, but <laughs> that's going to be my retirement. Do you have a bucket list? You know, you could die tomorrow, right? What's on yeah. your bucket list? So I would say golfing in Ireland, mm -hmm. um, smoking an Opus with Carlito Fuente. <laughs> and then, why isn't that number that one? Such a cute yeah. laugh. Why, yeah, that? why isn't that number one? I'm the white here, and he just laughed like that. You got such a Fuente Fuetish. I mean, fetish. You got a Fuetish. Keep knocking it back to him and sickle, Paul. That's going on the soundboard. There we go. <laughs> and then my um, Fuetish. Third one. <laughs> My third one would be. That's so good. Probably just getting my Juris Doctorate and passing the bar exam. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. That's. A... Dave, do you have a bucket list? Well, that's going to happen, Pat. That's there's no question about that. You're really into it. Yes, uh, get my kids a job. <laughs> hey, Quinn just hired get, get, right get, now. Get the get my kids a job. Get them out of the house. Yeah. You mean a job, like a for job. them both to share? No, just both. <laughs> their own job <laughs> yeah and, yeah that's what i want mm -hmm. that's what i want yeah is that and one or two two dose okay. yep and uh um i don't know you know probably um, like probably one of my biggest dreams right now is uh actually to actually uh to get my own house well my own house i'm, I'm sick of renting mm -hmm. yeah owning yeah. socks Yes, thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to trade? We you want to trade that one for you? Mm. You can trade. I'll trade. All right, my bucket list: uh, getting my kids out of the house. That's a good one. That's that's a good one. Um, I don't really care where they go as long as they're out of the house, <laughs> right? Amen. And they take their pets with them. Yes. Um, one that would hopefully happen before that. Um, I, I, this is a lame bucket list thing, maybe for some people, but for me, I, I need to get my hot tub fixed. Mm. I need my I second my, the motion. My uh, all the equipment needs uh, just upgraded. It's twenty years old. It just needs replaced. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that, and we've already shared earlier in the episode, my house is really old, um, and I need to upgrade 
I, I need to increase my, I, I, I need to put about three grand into an electrical upgrade in order to have the modern stuff work, which uses less electricity than the current stuff uses, oh, which is weird, is yeah, right? weird to me, but there you go. It yeah. uses it's less, wiring it uses all. less, but needs more. Yep. Yep. That sounds, that sounds, uh, postmodern to me. Well, um, it's better shielded and better. It's more yeah, fire retarded. Yeah. So, stuff. Like, so what would normally just be, you know, uh, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars worth of stuff is now a six thousand dollar thing, and uh, that's like a hot tub. tub. That's like a hot I'm buying tub. a new. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're gonna start I a GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, Not just blowing hot tub. But but. Um, that sounds know, terrible. I know, right? That's, it sounded good in my head. So don't run with that. No. Legit bucket list thing. Um, my wife grew up in the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. She was born on St. Croix. Oh, wow. That's right. And rough. I would like to go down there with her. Uh, we've been married for, for 30 years. I would like to get back down there. A number of hurricanes have been through in that amount of time. Nothing is there that she would remember. But I would still like to go down yep. and, and visit and kind of island hop for her. I've never been down there. Um, I would I would love to do that. And, and uh, that is definitely on my bucket list. I need to get to some caribbean beach mm -hmm. that's that's kind of and nice. it's it's ironic because that's kind of what i envision is is where i'd like to retire somewhere down there and yet at the same time you know look at me i am the great white whale of <laughs> new england um, my wife <laughs> tans incredibly she just gets this nice dark yeah, she brown gets dark. color yeah and i like burn you know get blisters you're gonna you know, need a big all that fund. and and yeah. then i peel and then i'm just as white as when i started i do the same i thing. get no tan whatsoever i just get white it's burn pain yeah burn blister, pain start over blister peel start over yep. that's that's how it is yep but i'm not a winter guy so i i need to i need to make that happen um that's that's kind of my bucket list Stop, nice. stop making your way south, Dan. Uh, yeah. You know, I was, we I was need, down south Florida. I was down south already for five years for graduate school. They were the best five years of my life. Yep. My wife worked in a pod podiatrist's office, and they had an issue, I guess, with toenail fungus that was going through the, the ventilation system. So she had these sinus infections that made her miserable the whole time we were there. I never got sick. I never it was it was the best time of my life and people are like how can you how can you like you know uh, we lived in the Orlando area yeah you know it's night you know once once June hits it's 93 from then to October I mean how do you well you know what it's 93 from then until October your body actually adjusts yeah, you know but everybody has air conditioning everybody yeah. has a pool if you don't Somebody you know does. It's and not it's, ninety to seventy, it, right? To 104 right. So your to, body, your body. Whereas yeah. here, it's like ninety degrees for three days, and then it goes down to sixty, and your body's going, "What the heck?" You yeah. know, that's that's why it's so hard yeah. here in New England for yep. people to deal with the heat. But um, I I really adjusted down there. You know, the hardest adjustment for me, living in Orlando, was seeing Christmas tree lights on palm trees. That was weird. Yeah, yeah I'll I don't admit think I get used to that. That was weird. But being able to walk on the beach mm -hmm. on Christmas morning and have it be in the 70s, 
that I could live with. Yeah. Uh, that was that was that was a very easy transition for me. I'd love to go back. I'd love to go back. Mm. Yeah, Kurt should make a twins, uh, Casa de Twins. If and... anybody I know makes a something in the South, it will be very tempting for me to go. So, Kurt, you'd better be the first. <laughs> otherwise, there's this possibility. Oh, other bucket list thing. Uh, I'm going to add a fourth. Mm. Um, That's cheating. We only had three. I know. But the first one, you know, getting the kids out of the house, that really doesn't really count. That's that really just count. a goal That's of what parents. Every, that's yeah. every, what every parent wants. Uh, I've I've been in a, a PhD program for a number of years mm. because of my kids and some of their situations. I've had to put that on hold, and I, I, I need to finish that. I need to get that PhD. I, I don't care Dan. if I don't ever teach. I I'm like eighty percent. I'm eighty percent there. I just need to get it done to get it done. Yeah. Even even if I end up just working cigars and never going to theology or or whatever as far as a profession goes i just want to get it done doctor you got two and a half years oh i'm gonna beat you and be a doctor first oh that's gonna be hard doctor pastor i'll never Mm. be a doctor 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 don't worry (laughs) only my wife will call me doctor (laughs) doctor doctor yes doctor doctor are you home doctor oh yes i am I don't like where this went. Doctor Who? It's got weird. Precisely. <laughs> it's with a pastor. Mm. I don't know how to... Mm. How do you process now, all this? How about a would you rather question? Ready for would well, you rather? Would you rather? Uh-oh. Would you rather? Dave, we're going to start with you. <gasps> sure you're going to get the most uh, intelligent answer to this question. Would you rather be able to take back anything you say hmm. or hear any conversation about you? Ooh, wow. Jeez, man. Oh. Well, just on the ramifications alone, I'd, I'd rather be able to take back anything I said. I wouldn't want to know what people think of me because I could give a crap. So there. There's oh, my two cents. Okay. So you're going you to take back 90% of what you say, Dave? No. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not even. Because I could give a crap. <laughs> Pat, what about you? Um, Yeah, I'm with Dave. I, I really don't give a damn what people say about me. So, really, Pat, amen, brother. I really don't care. Patricia? If you want to spend your time talking about me, I'm doing something right. But, um, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then I mean, if you're Got look, look at it from like the, it. a lawyer see. perspective, if I have the ability of taking back stuff that I say, I, you know, that, that's kind of a nice yep. utility to have there. So I object myself. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. That usually means you do care <laughs> about what phone a little bit on that one. That usually means an iPhone. That usually means you do care about what people say about you. Exactly. The only way reason you just you just the only reason to take you, back what you would say is that you care about what people think about what. No, you if said. I just committed a malpractice, I want to take it back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Thank you. Oops, I said the wrong thing there. It's... I smell ammonia. <laughs> I'm not, hey, I do. I'm. I'm. So. So what? It's not my fault. 
Well, I guess it is, but it, yeah. Don't blame it on us. No, it's not your fault. So I can smell ammonia. I'd want to take back what I said. Really? I don't want the anxiety of knowing what everybody's saying about me. Yep. I, I would like to say I don't care what people say, mm-hmm. but if I heard everything people said, I, you, you'd get very self-conscious, very yeah. quick. Yeah, yep. I agree. Yep. So just from that standpoint, I'd like to sleep. So, Paul. Aside from taking back the Fuente Fuetish uh, <laughs> sentence. You created a thing. I, I did. You don't want to take that back. No, I don't want to take that back. No, seriously. I would, I, honestly, I would, I, and I don't really care one way or the other, but I would. It's a Fuetish. I would rather know what people are, are talking about me. I really, just, just, just out of curiosity. I just think that would be just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to think what, just to see what, uh, and hear what people are saying about you. Then you could kind of manipulate. Yes, yeah, and then, then right? you have the right? power. Then you have the power. Yeah. I've got yep. the power. Yeah. Yeah. Now, ha- again, having been married for over 30 years, it would probably be good for me to take back what I can say. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> 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 because we all know the truth of the phrase, happy wife, happy life. Yep. And, um, I'm all for happiness, and therefore I would like to be able to take back what I could say. Although it is tempting to know what everybody thinks about. I know it must be positive, but still. I think it would be fun. It would be fun enough. Yeah, if you could turn it off. No. I I just, whatever. Screw that. If you're confident in yourself... And that's all that really matters. Well, then it's just what, mindless What difference gossip. does it make what people because, think about you? Because you know you don't want to. You don't want to just hear that stuff. Oh. You hear enough of it that oh. can crumble you. Yeah. But Dave, it could be all positive. Who cares? I don't want it. I don't it's need. Never all positive. I don't need. I don't need any more positive in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I just need my. It's a pipe dream, but it could be positive. Just need my syrup. And <laughs> my candle mm-hmm. syrup. Dark shape. Pancakes. That's yep. all I need. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Bacon. Yes, and that's one word that answers every question. Speaking of which, Bacon. do you? And when we first started this podcast a couple of years ago, mm. you were all into that bacon barn down the street. Have, I, you, have you gone back to that? I recently? haven't been there in a long time, okay. and it's sad. Why? Yeah. Why haven't you been back? I've been spending way too much money on cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. That's it. Yep. Mm. And bourbon. Mm-hmm. Bourbon. Yep. Now, people you guys have ruined me. Thanks. Maybe wondering fault. why I keep fiddling with my pipe. I normally don't fiddle with my pipe. It's because I've already smoked most of the stuff, and I'm just trying to keep it going. Yeah. This stuff is really good, and I just want to smoke mm. every little bit of it. That's Paul, why I chose my biggest bowl. Mm-hmm. Paul, what are you what are you thinking of this tobacco? What's your final thoughts on it? Yeah, that? no, there's, there's no question. This has been, and again, we've had a lot of great tobaccos this year, um, but mm-hmm. I would have to say, and this is a special occasion because this mm-hmm. is a two-year-old Carolina mm-hmm. Red Flag along with a two-year-old Carolina, Carolina Red Flag along, along with a two-year-old uh, Hammer and Sickle EPH, but this has been just an absolutely pleasure to smoke. That The, the deep fruit tones, that spice on the mm. retrohale uh you know the earthy wood tones has just been absolutely spot on tonight just perfect now it's fantastic you've been smelling mm-hmm. some some is the is the room note here 
pleasant to you. You're, you're remember, you're the you're the surrogate wife. Pipe tobacco never smells bad to me. It never smells bad. It to always me. smells this, great. That's what's confusing. It smells so good. Does this and does I this smell and... like better than some or most? Oh, you're or... missing out tonight, Eric. I'm not unhappy with it. You're not unhappy with it. I, don't. I think you would enjoy it's... this. I yeah, really do. Well, would, we'll never yeah. know. No. This is on this is the this is the opposite end of the spectrum compared to what you had. I, well, glad you guys are enjoying it. <laughs> what about what about you, Pat? Yeah, it's good. I'd say it's probably yeah, my it's favorite. Good. It's good. It's, it's great. Right. Yeah, it's great. It's exquisite. It's exquisite. the pinnacle of pipe tobacco, Dan. No, I, I'd say by far it's my favorite. So far? Yep. This is like your third pipes back when your wife. Take it for what it's worth, Dan. Of the three I've had, this is so far my favorite. Puff puff. puff. <laughs> Dave. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. This is just oh, I love it. I love it. All oh, the retro hail. Oh, I could, I could smoke this all day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. But since it's from 2019, you really can't. Mm, I know. It's a... and this Love was it. the this was a happy surprise because we were supposed to do I... another pipe tobacco. I know, tonight. but we sold it all. And then <laughs> yeah. because we sold it all, we miscalculated. But but this was a great this, thing. This was two year old yeah. pipe tobacco. Yeah, two year was... with the two year old. It all cigar. came together. Yeah, it all, all came together. It uh, it always worked out. Mm. Yes, yeah. very very good. Um, awesome. So, uh, you know, Eric, I'm glad you hung around with us. Mm, happy to be here. Thank you very much for coming back. You guys are my favorite again. people. Aw. And uh, well, will you come back when the new uh, EPH comes out? Yeah. Oh, yes. With some more hammer and sickle? Yeah. 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 Of course, I'm always in for this. Yeah. Smoking and drinking is what I do best. Smoking and drinking it's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> All right. Well, next Monday we have uh, a treat, too. We are welcoming back Tequila Talia to the show. Yay. Uh, and she wanted to bring some Abelor whiskey with her. Is Now, is that a scotch? Yes, I believe it yeah, is. Yeah, it is a scotch. It's a scotch whiskey. And she really wanted to highlight it on the show and asked what we thought would go with it. And we did some tasting. As in Dan did some tasting. As in Dan did some tasting. <laughs> and uh, we're going to pair it on the rocks with the HVC Hot Cake Grand Cannon. Mm. Yes. And then we're going to do it straight, which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my favorite part. With yes. Yawith Hogarth, yes. Black yes. Irish. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful meat. We're yes, it to, is. We're going to have to get that cut Sausage now. So it'll be ready for next week. <laughs> yeah. That stuff takes forever to dry out. Yes. Good grief. Mm. That's like smoking burnt ends. Yes. Mm, that's good mm, barbecue good stuff barbecue. yes sounds delicious it sounds delicious yes you're gonna have to but have a sad you'll be here never know yes you're very sad <laughs> the tears are coming but uh please subscribe to us on uh youtube and follow us on facebook at uh facebook uh forward slash njbs podcast and at not just blowing smoke on instagram so that you don't miss a thing like next weekend's episode with tequila talia Thank you for being with us tonight, and that is not just blowing smoke. Thanks, everyone.
You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.